Hey, critical thinkers. What's up? It's Kid Carson. This one is going to blow your mind. You're going to meet a guy who's curing cancer. Let me say that slowly because I'm, I'm talking fast because I'm excited. You're going to meet a guy who's curing cancer. This guy shows up. He just starts talking. We're vibing. He had his sunglasses on for the first 10 minutes. I mean, just thank God the cameras were rolling because he started pulling out his phone and showing me pictures of his patients and my mind is getting blown. This guy is truly special. You know those people, they walk in a room and you can feel it. It's the confidence, it's the self-awareness, it's the authenticity. This guy is a badass with a huge heart and I mean it. He spent 20 years in prison and he saved 56 lives at the time of this recording, including a four-year-old little boy who had over 100 tumors throughout his body. Get ready to meet one of the most interesting guys. And please consider supporting this show, by the way. If you haven't yet gone to kidcarson.com or found my app in the uh, app stores, please do so. It means a lot to me. Apple, Android, we got you covered. Let's jump right into it. Meet Lee. Hey, I've had people sit and cry. Like this morning, a lady called me and she said, Lee, I had the roughest six weeks of my life. But you know what? Everything you told me come to true. I feel fantastic. She said, do you know that I've been in pallet care all this time? They got five people in my house, three people a day, cleaning my house, doing this, taking care of me. And they keep telling me, well, well when you're going to pass, it's okay. Not going anywhere. I said, I know, I told you. I said, well, all these people I'm saving, see, I'm the only one in the world. I'm the only one in the world to do four injections into the human body, two big tumors, and people were going to die. I'm the only one that done these uh, injections. There's the first injection that was ever done in the world. So this is the tumor in your esophagus. Usually when you get it in your esophagus, your odds of living ain't very good. There's where we hit it with the oil. Everything's okay. blowing up, hey? Eh? Mm. There's where we hit it. Seven weeks later, there it is. There's a surgeon that did it. That's why I'm very careful because he could lose his job. Eh? Okay, okay. Yeah, we won't show the name. So, so this is um, an injection of? My medicine, my uh, THC. Killed the wow. tumor in seven weeks. And then so, he went. So no one's ever injected THC before? Never. Wow. So that's the esophagus? They, down here. Or down here. Okay, it was so. this part of the, the esophagus. Right. So it was plugged. He couldn't eat no more, couldn't drink no more, Harley. They're starting to give him tubes and they wanted, you know. And I said to the doc, I said, if you can find someone to, he said, my best friend's my doctor. He'll do it. So they called him. He said, yeah, I'll do it for you. He took him right into the OR and did it right there, right, in, right with his nurses and everything. Because wow. no one knew it was in the syringe. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because you know? that would be against it. He'd lose his license. Gone. Right. Finish. So he injected the THC right into, right into the, the chest, right, yep. into the ch right into the tumor. Right through into the tumor. Wow. Like you got to be careful, right? I did a couple of breast cancers myself because they were on the top. Yeah. And I told the girls, they said, hey, we don't want to do that. Others, they're going to kill us. I said, okay, you want me to do it? seven weeks gone but i don't talk about that because they'll come and arrest me like a syringe yeah wow oh, but my scientist now he makes it pharmaceutical wise it's clean it's everything it's ready to go my medicine he took my oil medicine and turned it into water base and he said to me i'm going to tell you why i'm doing this lee i said why he said when i have your solid pills they work but they're only getting 10 to 15 percent of it mm. so i've turned this into water base now they're getting 100 percent of it because our body's 80% water. He said, now they get, instead of getting it high in an hour and a half, they're getting high in 15 minutes. But guess what? It's working. And it's the yeah. one of the only drugs in the world 
that will penetrate both blood barriers and clean you. So what we're talking about right now, this this is off the record. I'll, I'll talk about anything. This is okay? All right. I, don't I talk in about trouble. injections. No, okay. I talk I don't care about I, I talk about injections. Yeah. I'm going to Belize. I got a meeting with the prime minister in Belize, and they're going to let me inject. Okay, so we've got so many questions. The first thing I think of is, like you're going, not that you're going up against, what you're doing is you're, you're healing and you're spreading love and you're, and you're, you're saving you lives, but you're also in, you're dancing with the, some of the biggest gangsters in the world where, I mean. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Hey, I had yeah. a guy off just between me and you, two guys come and see me. They said, hey, Lee, we want to talk to you about selling your stuff. I said, selling what? They said, your medicine. I said, oh yeah, what do you want to give me? hundred million? And what are you going to do with it? What do you care? <laughs> I said, buddy, it's my medicine. No one in the world's got this. I said, it's my medicine and it helps people. So don't sit here and tell me what have I got to do with it. Mm. He said, well, if you get a hundred million, your life will change. I said, I'm worth 50 million. I don't give a fuck about your hundred million. Mm -hmm. I said, I can make another 50 million. And my friends are billionaires. If I have to, if I need money, I'll go. But I don't take nothing from nobody. I do everything on my own. Mm. Also, I sold, I'm starting to sell my old cars to help people. I don't care. I don't need them. Mm. I looked at my wife and said, what are you doing with them cars? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even go in the garage and look at them. You know what I mean? Let me show you one thing that I kind of like I do, okay? You'll get the hint of this. And okay. when you get the hint, do I have to leave this on? No. Um, for, for us to hear you. Oh. Yeah. So I want you to watch this here. This is my Instagram here, okay? Okay, let me tell you the story of this girl. 39 years a nurse in the hospital. Donated her life to help people fainted in January, gets to the hospital. They said, they go through all the tests. They said, she's got a butterfly brain tumor. You're dead. Mm -hmm. So the doctor said to her, her husband, when he was there and her son, he says, look, we can't play games with her. She knows everything. She's a nurse. Okay. So we'll go talk to her and we'll see what we can do. And the, fa and the husband goes, no, she's doing, and I don't care what anybody says. She's doing the, the treatment here. He says, well, I'll be honest, I don't even know if it's good for her. No, she's doing the treatment. She's Which got, treatment is he talking about? Uh, radiation. Radiation, okay. okay. So she said, okay. So they go in and she says, I don't want to do it, but if you really want me to do it, I'll do it. So she stays, she does one, and they first shot paralyzes her whole left side, puts her in a wheelchair. Doctor walks out of the room and he goes, this is the way it starts. She can't take treatment. She's too bad. She's got a double tumor in her brain. And the husband said, well, we can't do no more. He says, no. She said, well, she's not coming home like that, you know? So her sister took her. Her sister said, no, no, I'll take my sister with me home, right? So they said, and then they found out about me. So they said, I want to go see that guy in Hamilton, and I want to go talk to him and see what he thinks. I sent the medicine through another guy. Okay. So she started doing it. And then she come to my house to get the second batch, and she was still in the wheelchair, right? And she said to me, oh, um... The doctor says, I'll never get out of the wheelchair. And I said, I don't give a fuck what that doctor said. I'm telling you, you're getting out of that wheelchair. You do the medicine the way I tell you, you'll get out of the wheelchair. That's the story behind it. Watch this. You really got to get into some of my uh, Instagrams to really see what I do. Is it public? Do you? Yeah, it's public. Okay. What's, what's your Instagram handle? Lee helps underscore oil. Okay. Lee helps. Yeah, that's Dr. Ira Price right there. L-E-E -E underscore helps. Okay. This guy here, my friend for 50 years, I saved him. They sent him home to die. Wow. Hey, did you see the little boy I saved in Vancouver? No. You don't, no. Know, you don't know about Danielle's little friend? Buddy, you won't believe it. Dude, I want to see this. That's the name. Okay. Here's Maria. Okay. Watch this. 
This this gives you a handle what I do. Is the case. Now watch, now watch this. Okay. So after, after that, she says to me, Lee, I'm never going to walk again, probably properly. I said, sure. She said, well, the, the two doctors, I said, I don't care what they said. Listen to me, Maria. You do the medicine, you watch what happens. Two weeks after that conversation, I told her sister, I said, hey, you make sure she's doing that uh, medicine, eh? She said, Lee, I'll make sure. You're not going to believe this. She sends me this. Two weeks later. Oh my God. Double brain cancer. She's standing up and dancing. She's actually dancing. <laughs> I was expecting just to look, I can walk, but she's actually dancing. Can you believe it? I, I mean, I can because I can see it, but if you just told me the story. Well, everybody uh, says I'm a fucking you, liar. Oh. You know, but, it's all, it's, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind. But oh. tell me why. When you. When you, because we've been so brainwashed to believe it's not possible. Yeah, but when you, right? But when you save fifty-six people like I have, you know, the first girl I ever saved, I almost started crying. I said, "That's why I do it." Like you haven't seen the little boy, right? No, I haven't seen the little boy yet. Oh fuck, buddy! Wait till you see this. It's unbelievable. This little boy here, and you know, and that's why I come out, eh? Because I wanted to talk to the people that are surrounding his. Oh, the nice, the nice messages I get and everything. Let me think. It's here. It's. Uh, I can't think of anything that would be more rewarding. Nothing's more rewarding. And, and, and I got money. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing, do you know I've never charged a penny for, for my medicine? That's what I hear. The oil and that I have to start charging because I gave too much away. Right. My partners go, hey, you owe us 180 grand. I said, for what? They said, for all that oil and cream you took. I said, okay, I'll get you the money. So I paid them off and they said, hey, Lee, we don't want to charge you, but you can't give that stuff away. That's not yours. Oh, I said, man. yeah, okay. I understand. I said, no problem. Who sent me that? That's unreal. Price. Under Dr. Ira Price's name. So, this little boy is Dr. Ira's best friend's nephew. So, when he told him they're gonna, he's gonna die, and there's a, a thing, I, Ira said, Don't worry, I have a friend back home that has a great treatment, and we're gonna send it to you. He's and this, this little boy's how old? Four. Four. Oh Four years God. old. But that's not the sad part about it. The sad part is, is when you, when you get into it. Uh, the doctor said, they've never seen this before. I guess you haven't. Could it work that fast? He's tumor-free. The first scan was May 11th. Second scan, July 20th. There's the first scan. Okay. All the black spots you see, he's covered in tumors. Wow. It's like his whole body. 132 tumors or something he had in him. Wow. Legs. You know, and then the little ones you can hardly see are legions. Okay. They're starting, right? So they're legions. There it is. After my treatment and after everything, I'm going to show you the second one. This is after, cancer-free. Oh, my God. And that's from the hospital. That's nothing to do with me. I don't, I've never met this little boy or his mom and dad, but I, I, I got them all. I got all these people that send me stuff and do stuff that I've helped. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they get better, they run away, which is okay. I'm happy. Go live your life. You know, I don't need praise, mm. you know. But when you do something nice like that, like, I'm doing a 15-month-old baby right now. 15 months. Wow. Leukemia. It's, it's nice to get the follow-up. Oh, buddy. Right? I did a doctor, Shirley, a naturopath in Niagara Falls. So she, she's seen three doctors, and she uh, more or less got sent home to die. He said, hey, there's, listen, we can give you pain pills, but we're not going to keep taking 
pictures and blood tests and everything for you because it's you're done. You got non-curable leukemia. So she reached out to Dr. Ira's father, which is a dentist doctor, and she said, please talk to your son. He's the only guy that has stuff for that. He says, I'll talk to him. They talked to him, and, she, and he phoned her. He said, listen, I'll lose my license. I can't tell you anything, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to send you a phone number. Call that guy. Why? Call that guy. So right. he'll go like, this is what he'll do in his office. I can't tell you, but if you pick that paper up, there's a name on a phone number. Call that guy. Wow. He'll help you because he doesn't want to get in trouble, right? Right. Yeah. So he'll say, you know, so she calls me. She says, hi, Lee, this is Shirley. I'm a naturopath doctor in Niagara Falls. I said, yeah. How can I help you? I already knew, right? Yeah. She says, well, I got non-curable leukemia and they gave me three months. I said, okay. I said, where do you live? This was at nine o'clock at night. I said, where do you live? She says, well, I live out by Niagara Falls. I said, okay, you're not far from me. I'm like 30 minutes, 35 minutes from you. She says, can I see you tomorrow? I said, well, if you got non-curable leukemia and you're going to die in 30 days, I don't think we have a day. Every day matters. She said, would you come here tonight? I said, I'm grabbing the medicine out of my cabinet and I'm on my way. Wow. So I jumped in the car, drove to her house. I left her house at 1230. The meeting was great. I didn't meet her husband, but the meeting was great. Eh? I said to her, she said to me on the way out, she said, you're pretty confident, eh? I said, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm very confident about my medicine or I wouldn't be here. I don't charge. So imagine yeah. a guy doing this and doesn't charge and he's spending millions of, I could spend 4.4 million already doing this. So she said to me, can I ask you something personal? I said, yeah. What do you think my chances are? I looked at her, I said, probably about 97%. She went upstairs and told her, because she told me this later. She goes upstairs and tells her husband, she goes, that guy's crazy. <laughs> Three doctors just told me I'm going to die. He's crazy. So that was May 30th. I seen her. August 28th. I can find her right here. August 28th. Then Dr. Ira Price calls me. She said, hey, that lady, Shirley's trying to call you. I says, I know. I'm busy with somebody else, Ira. He goes, no, talk to her. She's got some good. I said, what is she going to tell me? She's getting better or she's cured. I said, well, I got people here that are real sick. I'll talk to her. I'll call her tonight later. Yeah. He goes, you're an asshole. <laughs> Hangs up. So, so I call her that night, right? So I said, Shirley, how you do? Lee, she starts crying, right? Lee, I'm cancer free. Oh, that's good, Shirley. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. No, Lee, I'm cancer free. I said, I know. <laughs> she said, I told my husband you were crazy because you said 97%. I said, Shirley, you're the 10th person I've saved on non-curable leukemia. So, you know, I she's don't want- She's expecting you to be shocked or surprised. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I said to her, you're the, like, you're the 10th person I've, I've had a chance to get from the beginning. I said, Shirley, when I get people with no chemo, no radiation, it's easier. Yeah. If I'm going to save them, I'm going to save them like that, like yeah. even easier. You know, I said, it's easy. That's why I said you only had 97% chance. I said, you know, I, <laughs> she said, I thought you were crazy. I said, I am crazy. I'm giving all this away for nothing. People think I'm nuts. I said, but the only thing I never understood, you had three doctors that checked you, right? She goes, yeah. How come none of them doctors have picked their phone up and asked me how I did it? they don't fucking care they don't care if she dies they don't care if she's alive they don't care that's the end of the story they don't care you know what i mean and and, and that kind of yeah. stuff I, I try to tell everybody and get everybody to understand you're a number you ever been to a, a chemotherapy room no go go get get a doctor or nurse to take you through go you're not going to believe your eyes you're you're like the pigs waiting to get slaughtered
21, go over to that chair, 21. They shoved their thing in. That's the way they treat you. Well, when my brother died five years ago, they told me four days before he died that she was loaded with cancer. Because I said to my, my wife, I said, hey, where's my uh, brother? He hasn't been around since Christmas, and it's February. I don't know. I said, call his wife and ask him. So we called, and I got on the phone. I said, Annie, where's my brother? Oh, Lee, he's got a little bit of a heart problem. I said, yeah, but I don't care about his heart problem. What, the bifibrillation or whatever they call it? She says, yeah. I said, I want to talk to my brother. Well, he's sleeping right now. I said, okay, Annie, if I don't hear from my brother tomorrow, I'll kick your front door in and come in. Mm-hmm. Lee, you don't have to be, I said, I'll kick your front door in and I'll come in. I want to talk to my brother. He's my older brother too. Mm-hmm. She goes, okay. So that night, 12 o'clock midnight, she calls back crying to my wife. We didn't lie to you, but Jay's full of cancer from head to toe. Were you already doing what you were doing? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we were just getting back into it. Me yeah. and my older, other older brother. Right. So we, we start, we already had some and we were just deciding to do some different stuff with it. Right. Yeah. So I said to my brother, I said, uh, come on, let's go see him. So I walked into his house and it's kind of like a wall and then a couple doors with all them little glass in it. And I looked in and I turned to my brother through the other wall and went, he's dead. <laughs> he's fucking dead. Cause I could tell by his eyes, the way they were sunk back into that. So I went in and I seen him. I went, Jay, what are you doing? Sorry, brother, I couldn't tell you. I'm too, I'm too far. I'm too bad. I'm from head to toe. I said, no, nothing's too bad. Nothing's too bad. So we sat down, we talked and everything. I said, hey, I'm going to make you medicine right now. I'll have it by tomorrow night. I need about 30 hours. I'm going to have your medicine here. Lee, don't worry about it. I'm done, he says. I said, okay, but let me make it. So I made it. Then I went and seen him Friday. I said, hey, Friday night, I said, I'm picking up that medicine first thing in the morning. You're going to be uh, on it. He says, okay. So I give him the big shot of uh, THC, 28% THC. Mm. My, med- my medicine's 78% to 85. Oh my God. Yeah, so I give him a shot of this 28. And, and it was funny because at the funeral, my, uh, my nephew goes, do you know after you gave my dad that big shot of THC, he never got out of bed for three weeks. He got up, he went to the washroom himself. He was dancing and telling me stories and telling me this. And that night, the Friday night when I seen him, he put his hand on top of my hand and said, brother, I won't be here tomorrow. He said, I'm letting go. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm going. I'm not doing this no more. You guys know. I said, you want to see mom? He goes, no, don't want to see mom. Don't want her to see me like this. I said, okay. I said, I'll see you then. Take care, brother. Wow. I'll take care of your family. If I can do it, they're good anyways, but if I can do anything for him, he's got one son, eh? I they know they just have to ask, right? And I'll be there. My uh, sister-in-law called me at 20 to nine and I'm Lee crying, something's going on. I said, nothing's going on. Call the ambulance. He's on his trip. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say to you. So I got my car, I drove down there and he was dead. Wow. The ambulance come in, the guy whips him off the couch and start. I said, hey, buddy, 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 he's internally sick. The way they whipped him off the couch, he banged his head. <laughs> and I oh went, hey, God. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And then they said, we're, sti- we're sitting there four hours with him in the room. And I, you know, in the, uh, laying on the front room floor. And I'm like, where's the people, you know? So then four cops walk in. First thing they say is, where's his guns? Because he's got guns, right? Yeah. Where's his guns? Wow. You know, she goes, they're, they're here. They're downstairs. Where are they downstairs? They're in a safe. Well, they're locked in a safe. All of them are locked in a safe. But we're taking them. And they said, why? You have to have a special license to get them. 
they didn't know my wife had one. So the, the lady cop goes, she, my wife goes, oh, I'll take them. She said, how are you going to take them? She says, well, does this help? She gave him her, her gun license, right? Where did you get this? She said, I went to school and got it. Why? Is that all right? He said, oh, well, you can take them. We'll sign everything over to you. So we took them home that night, right? But you see how they, you see how they are? That, yeah. That's a... And they left them there. They left them there on the floor. They said a little girl that's no more than 125 pounds and a great big heavy set guy that could hardly bend over. And they said, can everybody leave the room? And I went, I'm not leaving the room. He goes, no, we're going to put him in a bag. I said, go ahead. But I'm not leaving the room. I said to him, you can't even pick him up. He's only about 220, like 210, you know. I said to the little girl and him, get away. My bro older brother come over. I grabbed my brother, grabbed the bag, opened it, picked him up, put him in, zipped it up. Said, Get him out of here. Threw him on the thing and they took him. And I thought, boy, we're really unorganized in this country. You know? I'm speechless. It's, after that, that, that last five minutes. <laughs> but I can tell you stuff that you'll, hey, I can tell you stuff that you, and, and you know, the worst ones are the doctors. You know? Mm. They'll look you in the eye and tell you're a liar. And all you got to say to them, hey, you know about uh, cannabis? Yeah. Tell me about the cannabinoids in your body. What? Yeah, that's what I thought. So don't mouth <laughs> off about it if you don't know. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Imagine yeah. saying I'm a, I'm a car mechanic. The guy brings his car and you go, well, I don't really fix cars. I'm a mechanic, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm the guy that sells the mechanic parts. You know, I don't really fix them. But that's what oh it's like. Oh, my God. Yeah. They don't know. Okay, we got, we got to rewind, and, and, and I want to know how you got into this. Um, clearly, after everything you've just said, you're, you're changing lives. You've shown me videos, pictures. I've already heard stories about you before we met. So, uh, What do you want to know? I want to know how you got into this. Well, I'm probably, yeah. uh, this is probably the better to say that I'm kind of like an uneducated guy. Okay. Never went to school, never graduated from high school, never went to university or nothing, but I could always build and do stuff with my hands. So I could always make money. So when I was 15, I, I was one of the only ones they let quit school mm. because I worked with my dad. I was a bricklayer, cement finisher in construction, right? Mm -hmm. So I always done pretty well and, and I like to work. I'm a working guy, you know? And then, you know, as you get older, you hang around and I start dealing marijuana and making a little money here and there. And then, you know, somebody said to me, hey, the pot's 1500, but if you go to Mexico, it's 50 bucks. Mm. Well, I'm one of them guys that say, hey, how do I get to Mexico? You know, <laughs> let me fly down again. If it's 50 bucks here, I'll take 400 with me and get, you know. Yeah. So I flew down and met some people and I start smuggling marijuana. What's that like when you first arrive? I mean, did you have some kind of a contact or did you get off the plane and you? There's a funny story behind it. So he says to me, uh, I, I said, hey, I got like 50 grand. He goes, 50 grand. Wow, you can buy a lot of weed. I said, yeah, I want to buy the stuff in Mexico. He goes, yeah, we'll go over. I said, can I go with you? Oh, I don't know. He said, you really want to go up in the mountains? I said, yeah, I want to go up in the mountains. Let's go. Yeah. So we get in the car. We drive across the... Because uh... that seems like, to me, an intimidating thing. I'm going to go find some drug dealers. There was a guy waiting for me, Jesse. Okay. So I went down, I met him, and he was telling me, Brown, I think it was Brownsville border or uh, McCallum, McCallum, Texas border. We drive across, we go up into the mountains, and we buy this weed. So we bring it down and I'm watching these guys take it across that night. And I'm going, Hey, are you guys crazy? You're going to go in that river. Yeah. We tie a rope and we take the weed across in the river. Right. 
So I let them do their thing, right? So the next time I go down, I said to the guys, hey, I got a couple hundred grand. I want to buy a lot of weed. Yeah. He said, no problem. Let's go. So we buy it. I said, but hey, look at that farm we were on. You said your father owns it and you own the other one? He said, yeah. I said, we're not doing that. He said, what do you mean? I said, we're going, we went to Brownsville. We bought uh, airplane cable wire, right? Okay. And I said, take that airline cable, swim across and take it over there and leave it there. So we put it over there. I bought the big uh, clothesline hooks where you can put a bag on it. So like we, zip line. Yeah, type thing. it was a Zach zip line. You go up here, down lower, put it on. And I'll never, I never understood what they said because I don't speak Spanish, right? Right. And I and all I hear is the four guys that were there when it when I hooked the first uh, army bag up with fifty pounds in it, it went, and I hear them chinga. They were all so happy. Wow! So then I had a a half hour fight with them at the end of moving. I think we moved like seven hundred pounds that night. I had a half hour argument with them all. We're taking it down. Went, no, 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 no. We're not taking it. I said, you're taking it down. No, no, no. I said, the cops will drive by and see this like clothesline. They'll say, oh, look what these clowns are doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're going, ah, nah. so finally they took it down. Because right? they have to go in the water and they have <laughs> swim to, across. No, now they just have to go like that and it's across, right? Wow. Oh, yeah. So wow. I spent, another time I went down, we got caught with three tons. Oh, my God. And they locked me up in prison in uh, Mexico. And my other, my brother that died was with me and he goes, uh, Where's my brother? He said, they got him in jail for the three. So we had to pay them a hundred grand. And every time we come, we had to go get the feds, pay them, and they'll bring it to the, they'll bring it to the farm and make sure no one bothers us putting it across. Interesting. <laughs> it's, wow. But you know, Mexico, I've been in Mexico 18 years now. I got a cigarette company there. Right. So I kind of run the cigarettes in South America, right? For uh, my buddy that has Grand River Enterprises. So I kind of do that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, back in them days and, but, I, I learned Mex Mexico's crazy. So when you went to prison, how long did you go to prison for? I'd done 20 years altogether. Wow. So off and on, different times? Uh, yeah, a couple times, different times. The last one was close to 14, 15 years solid. Oh, my God. How long ago was that? I've been home. Matter of fact, it'll be uh, 20 years I've been home next month. And was that time served here or in Mexico? No, no. That was time served in uh, United States prison, triple max security. Oh, my God. What, 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 what happened there? Well, I did it with Gene Gotti and... Uh, wow. Nikki Crozo and Johnny A. Light. Johnny A. Light's got a big podcast too now. Wow. He went uh, kind of straight and straightened out. And yeah, uh, yeah, all them guys. So were you like uh, a one man show or are you associated with some of these other? No, no, I was more or less on me and my brothers. Me and my brothers were the guys that did most of our stuff, you know. And then they wanted me to talk and I wouldn't talk. So they charged me in Canada, but then they withdrew my charges and took me to uh, United States. And they threatened to give me a hundred years, right? I said, yeah, okay, no problem. I said, I won't be able to do it all. <laughs> they said, what? I said, I won't be able to do it all. I'll do what I can. You able to, how are you able to keep your, I mean, it's funny now the way you, you're, you're a great storyteller, but in the moment, are you shitting yourself? No. Or are you having, I know, I know what I did, but you know what I'm, you know what are I you was, keeping this sort of demeanor like this kind of, yeah, well, Hey, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're here. Yeah. If, if I take you and put you on a farm, and chain your leg to that rock. And I say, you're going to be breaking them rock all day long. What are you going to do? You're going to break the goddamn rock. Right. And I guess you might as well do it with a smile on your face. So, you know, hey, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I ever got up in prison one day in a bad mood. You're kidding me. One day in a bad mood. Wow. 
Not one day. And, and I don't get up now with it one. Even How did I, you learn to do that? Because most people, that would break them. Well. Who taught it, you that? It, like, you know what it's like? It's like doing my medicine and you don't smoke. I don't, I've never smoked a joint. Eh? In your life? In my life. I do my pills, which are a hundred times stronger than a joint. You do a pill like when you want to have a good time or you want to no, get sleep? Oh, no, no. I do it every night of my life. As a, as a medicine? As a medicine. As a, not as a let's party. It's the only drug in the world that will clean your brain, rejuvenate your uh, lungs. When people learn about cannabis, they're like, that can't be true. Go take the course. So there's a doctor in uh, Hamilton called, his name is Anthony Mancini. So he come to me. He fixed my neck when I had a pinched nerve. They sent me to him. Rick Natras, the hockey player, Rick introduced me to him. So he fixed my neck, right? Mm -hmm. So after he fixed my neck, about a year later, my other buddy comes to me and says, hey, Lee, uh, Mancini's sick with cancer, eh? And he, they kind of sent him home to die. He had prostate cancer, and they took it out, and, but it's all over his body. I said, okay. He says, uh, you, know, you, you know Mancini, eh? Me right away. I went, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure, you know? Meanwhile, the guy fixed my neck for eight months, you know? He come to my house. He lost about 60, 70 pounds. And my wife was there. And I helped him, and I gave him some pills, and they, they left. And my wife looks at me and goes, are you stupid? I said, what? Do you know who that was? I don't know. Who was it? She says, Lee, that's your chiropractor. And I thought for a minute, I went, oh, you're right. He's sick like that? I no. didn't recognize him. Honestly, I swear wow. to you. The next time, two months later, a month and a half later, he comes back and gets more pills. Now he's put all the weight back on. Mm. It's Anthony Mancini. He walked in, he had tears in his eyes, and he hugged me, and he says, as he's hugging me, he goes, you didn't know who I was eh? last time. I said, Anthony, I didn't, honest. He says, I know. It's all right, Lee. It's wow. all right, buddy. So it was great, eh? So he, he said, Lee, you know, we got talking, and I gave him more medicine. And I said, you look great. He said, I feel great. I'm back working, Lee. I said, on the first load? He goes, yeah. I said, oh, great. So he goes to me. He said, you know, Lee, I got to tell you this. Went to school 15 years. He said, I'm not just a chiropractor. I'm a physics. I'm, he does a lot, eh? And I said, oh, okay. He said, do you know I never knew about the cannabinoids? He said, I went to school, medical school, all them years, they never taught us about half of our body, the cannabinoid system. And he said to me, but I passed the first two courses. I said, what do you mean? He said, I go to school on the internet and I take my courses. He says, I'm gonna learn. He says, because when you're ready with your labs, with your scientists, I'm coming to work for free. I said, well, you can't work for free. No one can work, you gotta pay. He says, Lee, I'm coming with you guys. He said, I'm giving all this up that I got and I'm coming with you guys. I wanna help people too, cause you help me and I should. He says to me, I should be dead. He's in one of my uh, podcasts, me and him on the, uh, the, the higher estate, you yeah. know? So yeah, it, it was wild. It was out, outrageous, you, you know? To have that many, um encounters with people who are confronted with the idea of dying and you're in that um, heightened emotion where suddenly your priorities all shift and you know you are constantly having conversations with people in that that world. space in that world what does that do to you or what do you learn from that or how does that what effect does that have on you well i'm a pretty tough guy in a lot of ways but when it comes to children and people being sick and fighting for their lives 
I'm probably the softest guy in the world. You know, that's probably why I give my last 10 bucks out to save someone, you know? Hey, Lee, you can have that steak dinner or buy 10 pills for that lady. I'll take the 10 pills. But that's me. It's, it's like a funny world, eh? I'm uh, staying at the, J, uh, the Marriott, uh, JW Marriott. Mm -hmm. And so me and my wife are there and we go over to get something to eat. We're, gonna, we're sitting at this table. We come back, people are sitting at the table. My wife said, they're sitting in her seat. I said, sorry, let's find another one. So we see uh, another people with two coffees, but they're big tables. So I think there's only two people. We'll join them because it was kind of full, right? Mm -hmm. So we joined them and we sit down and uh, an old uh, gentleman my age comes with his wife and they say, hi, how you doing? We said, hi, how you doing? You know, and then the wife's real talkative, eh? And she says, um, what do you do? I said, I work in construction and I have a cigarette company in Mexico and I uh, help people with cancer. Right away, her husband goes, what do you mean you help people with cancer? You know, right away, I knew he was the doctor. Oh. Right away. <laughs> okay. And a big doctor, the way he looked. Right. And his wife says, well, my husband's a doctor. I said, oh, I figured that out. Yeah. And she says, I'm, I'm a naturopath and I read bodies. Right. I said, what do you mean you read bodies? She says, well, I can tell if people are lying or telling the truth and this and this and this. And I said, oh, okay, that's good. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, she's a quack. So, but, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say it out loud, but I'd say, well, you know, if you could tell me what I'm thinking, you're, <laughs> come on, we can make a lot of money. <laughs> but, you know, I'm one of them guys that take it. So the husband's talking and then he starts talking to my wife kind of, you know, and I'm talking to his wife and we're, we're getting in and you know i could see the doctor is like this guy's full of fucking shit right fuck him you know and then i said well here here's a little boy i helped with the thing and he looks at it, he goes and i could tell he's going hey that's a real scan from the hospital you've seen it just now yeah, right yeah yeah that that's a real scan from the hospital then you go on and i showed him a few other people with you know this and that then he starts to warm up to my wife right and i go and he's going a little more interested now so we get talking and that but he's still set back because yeah. he's a doctor he's not allowed to talk to me about that stuff mm. you know he might be allowed but he can't do nothing right. and he works in sanford well this is just a doctor this is a guy that teaches in university a professor oh yeah he's a professor he's teaching the doctors and he does all the research stuff and everything i oh. didn't understand his card but when i sent it to my partner he said hey lee that's a big guy you met it's just what I'm trying to say. It's funny how God is pushing me everywhere to meet these people. So I, at the time it was like this and that. Then his wife said, you know what? I've been reading your body. <laughs> to me, it's kind of like a joke, but I, uh, you know, <laughs> so I said, she said, I, you're really passionate about this. Hey, eh? I said, yeah, I do it. I, I save people. Yeah. I said, I help people. And I tell them, let's forget about cancer today. What about autoimmune? I help more people with autoimmune than anybody in the world. I can take a person with lupus, one of my pills, and I only know because my best friend had lupus. I don't know what lupus is. You know, his head was swollen, his hands were swollen, his fingers were swollen, everything. I just got a new batch of medicine. I took my bottle cap off, I scooped, I said, go take a little, just take a little bit, I said, with a toothpick. So he took some with a toothpick, he went and laid down, phoned me at, I swear on my life, he phones me at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning and says, hey, I said, how are you feeling? He goes, I'm 100% perfect. 
Zane Watson, Mr. Uh, Canada, Mr. He's been in Mr. Kennedy, went in Mr. Universe, Mr. Olympia. Uh, he won Arnold Classic, everything. I walked in. His father was my best friend all my life growing up. We had a couple little at the end of the years part, but you know, the kids were like my nephews, right? I love mm. the kids, right? Mm. And I went to prison a long time, so they grew up. So it was funny because Mike and Mike and me were kind of like back, but not close like we were. But I loved his kids, right? So I walk into a warehouse one day. And I see Zane. I said, Zane, what's wrong? He was bent over and he was, uh, uh, and, and his whole body shaking, you know? I said, what's wrong? He said, I don't know. There's something wrong with my nervous system. It won't straighten out. I said, what? He said, there's something wrong with my nervous system. It won't straighten out. They give me all these pills. I said, hang on a sec. So I swear, and he'll, he'll come right here and tell you. I grab him the pills out of my truck. I give him about, 40, 50 pills. I said, take one of these. He said, I'm not waiting. He said, I'm taking it. He took it right then and there. Another guy phones me at seven in the morning. He goes, hey, how are you feeling? I'm perfect. What did you give me? I said, just full spectrum THC. Because it resets your nervous system. It's one of the only drugs in the world that'll reset your nervous system. I take people with Alzheimer's that are shaking like this. They don't shake no more. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, we go, wow. But, you know, people got to understand. When you talk to a doctor, you go, how many cannabinoids? They don't know. Well, the human body has 28 cannabinoids. The marijuana has the identical 28 cannabinoids. Mm. The same gene that turns your immune system on is the same gene in that marijuana pill. Wow. People don't know that. So it was designed to be our medicine. It is our medicine. It is our medicine. So on my, if you go on my website, if you go on my website, there's a little video there. It's about a four minute video. It's the greatest, vi I've watched it 150 times. And it's a team of doctors about 35 years ago that were doing cancer research, right? And they're getting into everything and you know, they're the ones that figured all this out. Mm. They knew, but what did the Americans do? They took the book 87 years ago that they had written on marijuana and cancer and buried it and made it a criminal offense to touch it. That's why we're in the mess we're in today. But if you watch that video, it tells you, it tells you in there. This has been around since before Jesus, before mm -hmm. anybody. It's our plant and everything that's made. And there's doctors on there saying, now we know it really works. And it does work, but they've been keeping that from us. It's the whole idea is to get the right blend. Years ago, you couldn't get the right blend because the marijuana wasn't strong enough. Now we've taken plants and put them together. Now it's strong enough. Mm, so you have a special formula. If yeah, I can do you it. know, a lot of this is in extracting the marijuana, the oil from the marijuana. Like a lot of guys go, like Rick Simpson oil. You ever heard of that? RSO? No. Well, that's a big thing he's been around for. And he's done a lot of good things, but I've never really heard anybody saved. Mm. And so there's a couple other guys, Jack's Garage and that. They were going to do a Netflix on us, right? So we're doing a few shoots and I backed out because I said, I'm not going with them clowns. To me, they're clowns. Hmm. They don't say one guy did a whole story and then he said, oh, she died. I said, wow, that's a nice ending. Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, she died. Why don't you just tell us at the beginning she died? You know, instead of showing us all the stuff you did for her, you, you know, oh my but, God. but I'm just saying it's right. It's, it's, and it's so, so the way you do it is how you get the strength. Yeah. So like you, um, you said, it's like what, what percentage THC? I can give people 20 pounds of my weed and they can put it in their $4 million distractor. And they ain't doing what I do. Right. So you have a way to do it. Yeah. Even the lab said, hey, you're allowed 0.5 alcohol in your oil by law to give to people. 0.5.
I'm point zero zero one or something. So it's 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 the way you distract it. Yeah. And it's the way it's like cooking an egg. You know, you get a frying pan. It's hot. You throw an egg in it, and if the pan's hot, you get a burn mark all around the pan, all around the egg. Right. Well, you're just burning out all the nutrients of the thing. Mm. We don't burn no nutrients out. Mm. Sometimes we're there 36 hours making our medicine. Yeah. And okay. we don't, and we never do more than a pound at a time. We might have 25 frying pans, but only one pound in there at a time. So now you get to the point where you're like, wow. But that's the way you get the right medicine. You're going to hear some things soon about us. I don't really want to say it yet, but you're going to hear some soon with the scientists and that I'm with. We will never grow marijuana again. Wait, do you see what, wait, do you see what, not me. So you see what they did. We can't talk about that at all. Well, you know, I don't listen. The problem with me is I can ask questions and you don't have to answer them. I'm not a science guy. They're science guys. Right. It's It's like like, synthetic THC basically. No, it's going to be synthetic. We're going to make it like you make beer. Wow. And we've already done it. It's been done. We've already done it, tested it twice, and there's no, you won't know the difference from that one to that one. Okay, so do you have like security following you around at all times? Like, oh. like retired Navy SEALs or? <laughs> no. Because you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but you know. Like pharma uh, is like the reason why they took but, those books away. But just and- remember, if they kill me, you, it's not going to stop. It's legal here. Do you know how many guys out there are trying, are doing what I'm doing, but not to the point of I'm doing? They got to figure it out yet. Mm-hmm. Big Pharma now. Okay, Israel's number one leading country in the world for cannabis research. We sent a couple doctors down there to see what's going on in our stories, and you know. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to one of one of the guys we sent down was talking to the doctor, and uh, he's 91 years old too, and he's been doing it since 1967. Mm-hmm. That that right there, all Big Pharma's there now. Mm. They're all studying it. Mm. So, if Big Pharma wants to come and kill me. Go ahead, but it's not going to stop it. It's way, hey, it's way out of our hands now. Okay, gotcha. Like there's so many people involved, you can't stop it. We got to understand, we got something. Let's get it to the next level. Right. And we're not doing that. Our country's not doing that. Because they don't care. Yeah, it's mainly our government. It's who we vote for. Like my daughter gave me a book last night that said, the greatest prime minister of Canada ever, Trudeau. Trudeau's the greatest prime minister ever. And then there's a book with about 45 pages in it. Well, I want to read this because to me, Trudeau's a jerk, you know? So I opened the first page. Can you read that for me to the people? This blank page. Okay. I opened the next one. Blank page. (laughs) Open the next one. All 45 pages were blank. I went, what? I I said to my daughter, I'm glad you bought that because I'm taking that with me. (laughs) That was a good prank. And, And you know what? And I said to myself, I think the reason I'm so motivated is because when you help somebody, you know, when you really help somebody and you see them living and breathing and this and that, like I took a little girl that wore a backpack for breathing. I'll show you the video later. This was on our Netflix. So they started to film this girl to put it on the Netflix, right? She's uh, can't breathe. She's just a human mess. And so Dr. Ira Price told me, he was monitor for heart and all that stuff. He said, she's probably going to die in three or four months. I said, put her on the medicine. I said, it's the bronchodilator. See, people don't realize marijuana is a bronchodilator. It opens mm. up your lungs mm. and your blood vessels and everything. You know, one of my buddies said to me, hey, you know, Lee, I'm even sick and I'm getting hard on like crazy. I said, yeah, because you're doing the, it's opening up everything, right? right? Yeah. He said, I wake up and I got this, <laughs> you know, I'm looking <laughs> at my wife and I'm dying. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it, it's funny, but when you really know the medicine, 
you go, wow, you know, wow. it's, it's, it's wild. So, if you, uh, so how did you get from, you know, clotheslining, uh, 50 pound bags of uh, marijuana over the, the border of Mexico. Well, first I did my 15 to, years. Right. I said, that's enough of that. And okay. you know, the funny thing is, it's this, I've made more money now than I ever made being a criminal. And I'm going to thank uh, Kenny Hill. He passed away last year. He was a billionaire guy and they own the cigarette factory. And my, one of my best friends of my life, Jerry Montour, they, they're always there to help me. No matter what I need, no matter what I am, I helped. Kenny Hill come to me one time. He had, they have the uh, Corvair hockey team in, in Caledonia. Okay. So he come up to me one day and he goes, hey, Lee, that medicine you got really work? I said, sure it does. He said, well, I got a 23-year-old kid just got sent home to die with leukemia, and he's a great hockey player. I said, let's get going. So Mike Bullard, do you know Mike Bullard? Yep. Okay, so yeah. Mike Bullard's a good friend, and he was living with Kenny. Matter of fact, he's still in Kenny's house, and Kenny's passed big mansion he's got he yeah. said i didn't know he built it for me <laughs> but his sons took over the business you know great kids great yeah. kids and so uh kenny was always there me and kenny were close me and jerry are the closest but me and kenny are close and i was really close to jerry's dad and they always helped me hey for them guys to hand me 500 grand doesn't mean nothing to them you know what i mean yeah. they were always there to help me so mike bullard i met bullard there i met uh kenny a lot of guys i met he brings his kid to me and I could see, I said, yeah, he's pretty sick. He's getting sick. So we put him on. He's cancer-free today. Oh, my God. How many uh, times a day do you get hit up? For, well, for, this morning I probably had uh, 50 phone calls already. Yeah, wow. This morning. Yeah, this morning just on people and, you know, hey, you got to remember, I'm helping a lot of people. Yeah. So I used to give them a lot of medicine. Now I only give them about 500 pills for a month and a half because I found a lot of guys I knew were finding my pills at parties. When people take one of them, they're like, wow, what's this? You know, hey, where do you get them? I'll pay 50 bucks for one of them. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the pill a little bit. So it's such high THC. Like, high THC. I'd say, what is regular weed? If you smoke a joint, like 15% THC is normal? Yeah, 15, 14. Yeah, okay. And then I think the highest bud you'll get is though, like ours is 30. Okay. 32. You know, some guys talk. I hear all kinds of stories. You know, you're not getting forty percent THC in your bud, buddy. Right. I know. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. We we've got thirty. Okay. Twenty eight thirty. So we're we're right up there, right? So when you make it into your your pill, though, I mean, this is not like CBD where you just take a medicine and you're fine. You're you're no. you're high as a kite. Yeah. You're. But you know the nice thing about it is you're as high as a kite for five weeks, and then oh, your wow. body immunes to it. Like the okay. lady that called me this morning from Belleville. I said, boy, your voice sounds good. She says, Lee, I can't believe how I feel. Everything you told me and my husband exactly happened. And what's that? So they start taking the pill. Now they're like, whoa, they're hit with this. Well, when this. she took the pill the first time, she thought she was going out of her mind. I said, don't fight it. <laughs> you know, but because some people sit there and fight it, right? Oh, my God. Hey, I'll tell you the first time I took it. Oh. Remember when COVID first came out? Yeah. Two and a half years ago, I had COVID when okay. it first came out. Me and my wife. I looked at her, I went, oh, honey. And she woke up one morning with me and she goes, hey, you can't breathe good. You should hear your breathing. I said, I know, I, I can feel a chest in my chest. And she's looking at my cancer pills, right? She goes, let's do one. You've I never taken it before? Never taken it before. Wow. I've never smoked a joint. Wow. My older brother did it. My old brother took 26 in one day. Right. He was doing a study all the way up to see how it is, but he's a pothead, right? right. He doesn't <laughs> smoke pot no more. He always does oil. Right. You know, it, 
I looked at her and I said, I don't know if I can do that. First time in my life, I'm kind of saying, like scared of the high. I'm like, scared. Like the well, roller coaster. What happened to me was I was 12 years old and I did a tab of acid. Oh. I was in the hospital for a week. Oh my God. Because back then when you got high like that, they kept you in the hospital and they couldn't give me the needle until your parents come. So my parents come back then that, you know, I'm, I'm 66 now. So I was 12. So that's a lot of years ago. Oh my God. So I was like out of my mind on that asset. I, my buddy said, enjoy it. And I went like that with my hand across and I, I ran into a garage chasing it. Oh <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's how hype. So that cured me of drugs. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine being 12. And I, and when I go to parties, I wouldn't need a, uh, I don't trust nothing. Right. You know? So we were sitting there and my wife looked at me and she went, I don't care about you. She took and drank it. I looked at, it, I went, I took it and I drank some water. We went to sleep Well, I woke up at two 30 in the morning, I had to go to the washroom. And I have a pretty long bedroom and I got up and I was like, whoa, where am I? And I, I grabbed the wall and I, held, I swear to you, I held onto the wall as far as I could. And then I grabbed the dresser and I walked in and I sat down on the toilet. I was like, wow, where am I? You know, but I was buzzed like, you know. Oh, yeah. So I hear my wife, you okay? I said, you're not sleeping? <laughs> she goes, no, are you okay? I said, I don't know. So I'm, I get out of the washroom. Now I got my head back a bit, right? So now I'm walking back to the washroom and I, from the washroom to the bed. And she goes, you all right? I said, I don't know. I said, I'm, I'm real, real high. She said, so am I. She said, I'm real high too. I said, do you like it? She goes, I don't know. And I said, that's what, I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. You know? So I laid my head back down for a minute and I woke up in the morning. Wow. And I was good. Wow. I was the, I'm going to tell you, it was the solid oil then, eh? I was as calm as I could be. If somebody would have walked up and went, and the side of my head punched me, I would have went, hey, that's okay, man. That's how, that's how <laughs> calm I was, you know? And I was like, wow, this is unbelievable, you know? So is the idea that your patients take it when they go to sleep? No, you got to take it all day long. All, all day long, okay. So I tell them to start at night. Okay. So what I'm doing now is I'm making quarter pills and half pills. Okay. Get a little buzz, get a little bit bigger one get a little bit bigger one, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting to the point where they're building their self up now. Okay. Right? Like the lady this morning says to me, hey, I only got enough pills for 10 days, but I got them big ones you gave me for nighttime. Yeah. I said, come on. She's, I'm not getting high no more. I said, then take the big one at okay. night. I said, come and see me. I, Saturday morning, she'll be at my house from Belleville. And, then, and I'm going to do a podcast Saturday morning with her. You know, she said, I'll get all the, I said, you don't need the medical records. If people don't want to believe your word, mm -hmm. it's okay with me. Right. They can take your name and go to your doctor if they want. I don't care. Her doctor, he says, I can't believe you're in palliative care and you're getting better. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because they don't know what she's doing. Yeah. They got five people at her house cleaning her house, taking care of her, telling her how she's going to die. And it's not bad dying. You know, she's going, I think I'm more healthy than them. <laughs> but that's the way you get it. So at, at first you're really, really high. Then you build up an immunity to the high. And it's over. And then, 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 then you're not. It's, it's, it's like heroin. Okay. So if you were to stop taking the pills for a long time. Then your immunity would lower again. It's a almost week. like, okay. And then you're back to <laughs> and getting then high. you're back buzzed again. Right, okay. You know, so if you really like the buzz, okay, I got to take some time off. Right. But me, I just do one a night, one, and I do a good good whack one at night, how and now. But yeah. hey, I got to tell you, I went, I had a chest pain, and my my wife's crazy about health, eh? So she calls Dr. Ira Price, and he gets me into the OR right away, and they take everything, and it's his partner's there. One of the guys he works with is there, and they're, he says to me, hey, Lee. You did everything. We got your blood work back. It's just indigestion. Don't worry. I said, okay. 
no problem. I ate a lot of red sauce a couple of days. My mother-in-law is Italian and yeah. she's cooking that. Right. So I ate a lot of that and I had, I had real bad and I never had indigestion before. Never. I'm not one of them guys that get all that stuff. Like I've never been sick. Mm. I don't have allergies or nothing, you know? And so the doctor said, leave, go in my office, get dressed, go in my office. I'll be back in a minute. He walked in and he says, I know what you do. He says, I know about your medicine. He said, but I just want to tell you something. I've been a doctor 18 years. And I've never seen anybody with clean blood like yours. Wow. But just think, every night I take my pill, my immune system going like this extra. Wow. Like, it's not a rocket scientist. You might be my new best friend. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I had a little boy come to my house. Yeah. Three weeks ago a month. He got diagnosed of cancer, brain cancer and everything when he was one years old. They've been doing chemotherapy and radiation on him for four years. The poor little kid is just a mess. He runs his head into the wall in that. Mm. But the parents said to me, Lee, we're not here for you to save him. He hasn't slept more than an hour in four years. Oh my God. I said, what? I said, well, what are they giving him? She said, well, we got this melatonin. Melatonin for adults. They've had this newborn baby since he's been one years old on melatonin for four years. I said, are these doctors, they, they should be in prison. You don't give a baby melatonin. Think about it. You go to the store, you buy melatonin, it's supposed to help you sleep, right? Right. Okay, so you're like, you're giving this to a one-year-old? What are you guys, crazy? Mm. So anyways, I said, they said to it, if you could just make something to help him sleep. I said, okay. So I kind of left the room for a minute. I called my scientist. He says, Lee, take your oil. Take more CBD than your oil and mix it all together and keep mixing it until it's really together. I said, okay, no problem. So I did that. I gave it to him. So the next day they called me, right? I said, how'd you go? She said, well, we got home. We did what you said with the finger. We wiped it on his gum. He was kind of restless for a minute or two. And then he kind of fell asleep. So my husband held him for an hour, a uh, half hour. Then we laid him down in our bed and we were standing over him. We're watching his stomach to make sure it's going up and down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've never seen him sleep longer than an hour. Now it's been an hour and 10 minutes. Two hours they stayed there. Wow. I said, well, what was the end result? He slept 12 hours, Lee. I said, he really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He hasn't slept more than an hour. Wow. And I haven't heard from them again. They got enough medicine for four, probably four months. So, you wow. know, it's, so, a, it's amazing. Oh, dude. Okay, so... What, what's 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 coming for you well i gotta tell you what's coming i'm the only one in the world that's done four injections into tumors okay i'm the only one that i know of and i've never heard anybody say it i showed you the pictures mm -hmm. i don't have to lie to you yep i showed you who helped me with it i don't lie i'm getting a there's two countries ready to open up to me to let me do injections into their country okay we have to remember, marijuana can't hurt you. It cannot hurt you at all. Okay. End of story. It can't hurt you. you so can, I'm going to do injections. Never even heard of that. that you can right. inject marijuana. Oh, not only inject marijuana, kills the tumor. Like you've seen the tumor. So what can you heal? It sounds like this heals like everything. Oh, autoimmune. Autoimmune cancer. Auto autoimmune. Yeah. Like just think of all the people can't breathe. I take people with COPD, I swear to you, they take one pill. Uh, Ralph, uh, 
His mother owns a construction. We were doing some washrooms for him. He come to pick up some samples at my house. At my, I have a nice big man cave, right? Mm-hmm. I do my podcast in front of the fireplace and that with oh, Dr. Arthur Rice. Amazing. So we do, we do it there, right? And uh, he comes in on a Sunday. He sits down, and I have some other people. They say, he's got COVID. He's got COVID. You know, back then, everybody's got COVID, right? right? He says, no, I've seen 50 doctors in my life. He said, I got COPD. This is, you know, people go, come on. I go, yeah, come on. Bring me somebody with that. He goes, Lee, I've seen 50 doctors. How are you going to help me? I said, Ralph, why would you care mm-hmm. if it's something? I said, I'll tell you one thing. You're going to get good and high off it. He goes, I don't give a shit if I can breathe. He said, I'm supposed to be in Arizona now where it's dry because I breathe better there, right? I said, okay, no problem. So I give him the pills. He takes them. Another guy. Next, I told him to call me in 72 hours. He called me the next morning. He goes, hey, he says, Lee, I'm breathing perfect. Unbelievable. I said, yeah. I said, no problem. He goes, Lee, I'm breathing perfect. I said, I know. I said, how about the 50 doctors you've seen? Yeah. How do they help you? Mm. But just think about that. Yeah. And, you know, guys tell me, you can sell them pills for $40, $50 each. I said, it cost me three bucks. So that, if I ever had to sell them, that's what I'd sell them for. Wow. So a person on welfare can take itself out of cancer yeah. or get itself better. Wow. You know, it's, it, it's mind-blowing when you really see what this medicine does. And... Remember when COVID came out? Mm-hmm. I went and talked to one of the doctors at the general hospital. I said, hey, I can take every person you got here off the breathing machine. He says, what? I said, yeah, I got some uh, marijuana pills. Within 72 hours, 48 hours, they'll be off the breathing machine. You know what he told me? He said, I'm not going to call you a liar. And he opened his, a door and he said, you see that list? That's Big Pharma's list. Mm. You're not on that list. If there was 80,000 people in a line to get your medicine to live he said i would just order eighty thousand caskets because we wouldn't give it to him wow and i said to him you know what doc he goes what i hope the first 25 20 people are your family wow and i walked out jesus hey guess what they just brought out two weeks ago Mm. and i'll give it to you and you can put it up guess what they just come out with what's that a study that the government did it said the best thing for COVID is marijuana. Really? Wow, no way. <laughs> it's a bronchodilator. Think about wow. it. It's all in your lungs. It's a bronchodilator. Wow. It's like our government giving six-year-old, six-month-old kids, oh, when you're a newborn baby, you can get a shot. Yeah. And when you're five, you can get two shots. Imagine, yeah. imagine that shit. Doctors just died in Ontario. Yeah. The last oh, yeah. month and a half. Doctors died. Everybody thinks it's a joke. It's not a joke. I can take anybody with diabetes. I took Kenny Hill. Kenny Hill was, I think he was like uh, a seven and I brought him up to an 18 or something, something like that. He called me, took me and my wife for dinner before he died. He goes, Lee, my diabetes is perfect. Just keep taking your pill, Kenny. One a night. Unreal. And you sleep. Okay. Sleep in pain. I am going to be bombarded with emails and messages. And when people listen to this, as everyone seems to know someone who's sick, what do I, where do I send these people or do I... Listen, what do I do here? There's lots of things we're coming out with. Okay. Like this here, Lee's oil. Lee's oil. Okay. This is, look, you see CBO, see, you've ever seen CBD oil? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, it's interesting color. Here, open your mouth. It won't hurt you. Under your tongue. Watch how thick that goes. That's when you know you Mm. got real CBD. Take a drink of your water, wash it up and swallow it. Oh, wow. It turns into like a. Like a gel. Yeah. Jelly. You, 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 wow, that's crazy. 
I mean, I'm excited. Like yeah. when you, uh, buddy, when you start, when you give this to somebody or you help somebody, you you take that for yourself. It's one of the only things that helps your heart. Well, wow. you met my little grandson. Yeah. Okay. So he's got some problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. I give him a bottle of this. Yeah. Well, he's a smart kid. He could read at two. This kid could read at two. He's a brain. If you give him something, he'll go in the room and he'll come back with the whole history of it. Like, you know, the funny thing is he goes, Papa, you were arrested 35 times. <laughs> And I said, I looked at his mom and dad. I went, what did you say? Well, Papa, I found this on your criminal record. He Googled me and found everything. Oh, my God. He found stuff I didn't know about. And how old and is he again? He's 10. He's 10. Okay. It's funny. So he started taking this three days ago. My daughter calls me and says, Dad, he's a different little boy. I said, yeah, you're not filling him up with all that garbage that Big Pharma has. The problem with everything, a lot of CBD, I've bought CBD and took it to my lab. They go, me, there's no seed. It's just coconut oil. And some guy charging somebody sick, 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. Like, call me. I'll give you the 150 bucks. Don't, don't do that to people. Yeah. They're, they're the people that need to be. You know, I heard one thing in China once. A guy in the lab was stealing half of the shot and filling it up with uh, water. Uh. But distilled water, right? So it wouldn't hurt them. But filling up and taking half of the cancer. He got caught. You know what they gave him in, in uh, China? Mm. Death sentence. And you know how wow. they found him guilty, let's say, at 12 o'clock? They said, say goodbye to your family because at 1 o'clock we're killing you. Wow. Oh, I want to appeal. Good. It's a denied. Go. Get out there. And they, they put him through the guns. And they wow. shoot him. Wow. But I'm just saying, that's what should happen to people that, that do wrong things. Right. Like, you know, come on. Well, you're, you're an anomaly. I mean, you're, you're for someone to be so selfless. I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for a billionaire to come and say, right. Lee, here's a billion dollars. Hey, I've even thought of getting in a plane and flying down and seeing one of the princes and saying, Hey, look at, this is what I'm doing. I need help. Yeah. You guys are helping everybody else. Help me. Yeah. And let's help the world. Yeah. Let's Hey, why do we want our children to die of leukemia? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why is the government, did you know, they collected $63 billion last year for cancer research. Well, I'm doing research. Give me one of them. And we won't worry about cancer anymore. If I had a billion dollars, I'd swear to you. Hey, I made a promise on my, on my thing to my people. In one year, there'll be no more breast cancer. Mm. You got a tumor? Come and see me. We'll inject it. It's gone in seven weeks. Wow. And I'll tell you what. It will happen. And I said one year, and I mean it. And I'm going to do brain too. Well, <laughs> you're, you're awesome. one of my <laughs> partners want to do brain. So I said, right. okay, let's do it. We'll do it together, you know. But it's... Yeah. It's, it's nice to see you can help somebody, right? I can imagine if I was sick or I had a family member who was sick and I was listening to this podcast, my heart would be racing right now. I'd be, I wouldn't be able to sit still because I'd, I'd be Especially so if your father's excited. in bed dying. Right, excited, right? I mean, yeah. I'm so glad a chance to, to meet you. Hey, and, but, and, but, you know, you say that mm, about me. How about mm. the good things you do? You pass the word out there. Wasn't guys like you that take a stand in life, lose their job, do this. Where would you be? Nobody would know any of this. I'm hoping this podcast doesn't get me deplatformed. So, so... <laughs> So God gets this, God gets this in a reason. There's a reason you meet people. Right. Can we have another one of these talks? We can have it anytime yes, you want. Man, even if it's over Zoom or whatever. Yeah, I'm just some, I, you're such a, listen, you're such a I, badass I, I, dude. I'm so happy that I'm going to give you some, yeah. I'm going to give you stuff that you can put out there. Yeah. Get people to go on my uh, leehelps.com. Okay. Get, get them to go on that and you can click the button and go to my website. I just started this and you okay. got to remember, I'm not a real educated guy. As you can see, I'm just, I'm a street guy. And you know, sometimes it takes different people to get different things done. It's like people say, Hey, you know how many people tell me big farmers going to shoot me mm. every week? Yeah. 
hey, big farmer's gonna kill you, fucking ass. You know what I tell him? Yeah. Don't miss. Yeah, don't miss. Don't miss. <laughs> don't miss and let me know who it is. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you straight up. You know? Oh, dude. But okay. anyways. Let's keep in hey, touch. And this thanks for doing what you do too. It takes it takes a team, eh? Crazy. And I'm gonna do everything I can to help people that are sick. Autoimmune is the biggest one. So LeeHelps.com. LeeHelps.com okay. or LeeHelps underscore oil. And, you know, my websites are not the best and we're not the worst, but they're, I, I've had people call me and said, hey, Lee, I don't want nothing for what you do. Let me fix your website. I said, yeah. you know what? And a lot of people say, Lee, just be natural. Like, I don't, I don't cut my stuff or nothing. I put yeah. it out. Some guys say, you said all them words wrong. I said, but everybody got it. Exactly, you, you man. Know, that's you. Gets that's it. you. You know, I say Sasafi, it's different. And they go, no, it's. My wife, especially, no, and my daughter will write stuff down, like COPD. I used to say PODD, whatever. You know? She'd go, oh my God, Lee, you can't. I say, but they all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to be a liar. Yeah. Oh, I went to university and I got. No, I didn't. Yeah. I went to kindergarten and that was it. They yeah. kicked me out. You know, <laughs> what grade did they kick you out at? Grade three. I had too much hair in my nuts. You know. Oh my God. <laughs> Get out of here. You got to go. Dude, you're the best. Okay, You're buddy. the best. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you have a question or comment about this episode, leave it inside the app. Go to the App Store, Kid Carson, or contact me through kidcarson.com. 